Welcome back to GPS Sports. It's me, Quinn, alongside Seth and Connor. As usual, how you guys doing? Uh, you know, Quinn, I'm just... Really, uh, that, that well? I am, I am just so bored by this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're 15 seconds in. So. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't do this anymore. I'm quitting. Quinn, if it helps, I can do this. Connor, do you remember I, when it was just you and me? I do remember for when it was week. you. Yeah, for one week. It was like two weeks. Then we were like, wow, we need we're help. Like, this is this is nice because we get to see what we sound like. And then that was as far <laughs> that's like as far as it went. It was I was the like, third man. And then know? we were like, hey, Seth's kind of a not a loser. The three man chemistry, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a real big fan. I can scream at Connor. Quinn can calm me down. I can listen to the sound of Quinn's and Incredible voice. It, everything's good. <laughs> it get, it really makes me have more respect for like a two man booth during like a live call, like Romo yeah. and Nance. Yeah, you know that's a lot harder than it would be with a third person. Like if you think you NBA really got to have the chemistry Mike there. Green. Well, yeah, you you just have to. I guess you'd have to be friends outside. Uh, that's probably the easiest way to do it. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, that's, that's true. I wonder. That's I wonder how us, many. Squid. I wonder how many booth like. Duos, you know, like in, in hated the booth. each other. <laughs> yeah, just like Jeez. absolutely loathe each other and are just insanely good at pretending they in like each other. In non-sports news, did you guys know the MythBusters? Sure, no one likes Joe Buck. The MythBusters the bus- don't like they each other. They hated each other. Adam yeah. Savage and Jamie Heineman hated each other. Yep. So they tricked me at age twelve. <laughs> I was like their best friends who love special effects. Oh, it was cute. <laughs> it was cute, and cute. also that's who I, that's who I wanted to be like. So yeah, Adam emulate. is a cool guy. Jamie was also a cool guy. Jamie was also there. A little, think, little walrus yeah. thing going on. A <laughs> walrus thing. Cool. I can just I can just imagine them like off screen, like Adam cracks a joke about Jamie's like mustache or something like that. And like he's like, Well, that was funny. And then like off screen. Great impression. Off by screen. The way. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Uh, I practice a lot. I know. Uh, off screen, like they cut the cameras and then he's just like are, are you kidding me? Like that? <laughs> hey, not oh, cool, bro. Well, strongly offensive. Can, hey, can you not do that? Could you, could you not? Like, my or they cut like, the cameras and it's just like silence. Yeah, and it's like super awkward. Oh, it's like, all right, what am I saying? What am I it's saying? Like, all you hear time? is like papers clacking. Like, yeah. all right, what's yeah. the next shot? Yeah. <laughs> Strictly business. Okay, well today, um, none of us wrote in the Google Doc. Uh, Until so we're be, they don't need to know that. Well, they do now. Um, <laughs> we so wrote in it when we got be, in the studio. We're going to be talking about hockey for an hour. Fun in the, fact. In the Metropolitan Division okay, yeah, that, we so, did, that we found yeah, out was a thing? Before before the podcast, we were like, I, I was Googling um, things about hockey, and I was looking at the standings. Apparently, the Washington Capitals are doing really well. Go we're going to cover everything that we don't normally cover. So, MLS. Yeah, go um, Sounders. They're hey. in the playoffs right now, right? No. The, we, did they the win? Sounders did they just, just won the cup. When? The MLS Cup. Oh. Like, over After the LAFC weekend. After got knocked out, I stopped oh, paying attention. There you go. Yeah. Okay, by, so, get, so, so by the Sounders. <laughs> yeah, by the Sounders. So, yeah. we'll talk MLS. We'll talk hockey. Hockey um, we'll talk has WNBA. a lot of ties. How many games have been played this year? I just realized that. They started around the same time as the... Looks like uh, they're... Uh, what am I seeing? 17 playing, games. It's around? like 19, anywhere from 15 to 19 games. Something like that. Yeah, yeah hockey's cool. The, okay, so the, apparently they have a Eastern and Western uh, conference, I think, and then the divisions are called the Metropolitan and, and Atlantic in the in the Eastern division, cool, and then cool, the cool, cool. Central and Pacific. Oh, there you go. In the Western. Well, you know, to, to each their own. You know, we never talk about college football other than. When we determine we if really don't. Alabama That's true. could beat the Dolphins, and um, let's let's face it, that LSU Alabama game 
was a classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. LSU. That was a great game. They have beaten so four much top 10 ranked teams this year alone. First of all, that's a, that's like hats off to their yeah. um, the person who like manage, like manages their games. I think that's they the gotta be number one. Do you think they're gonna win it all? Coordinator person. No. Hmm. LSU. Yeah. They have the team for it, Quentin. If they've beating, first of all, playing for top ten ranked teams is hard as it is to yeah. schedule. Um, I think that just kind of goes to show um, a well done job by um, who's their coach. Uh, less, no, not less mouse. The big guy, he's a big, yeah, he's a big and boy. his voice is like, <laughs> Will Wade. Yeah. Is that him? Will, Will Wade? No, 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 no. no. That, that could be a dude. Look up LSU coach. LSU coach. I did. Football coach. That's what, oh, football. football. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Orgeron, Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron. Got it. I got Dang, it. What a Man name. versus Machine. That's yeah. a cool name. I like that. Yeah. Oh, that guy. And that he, guy. I think, is one of Saban's. Old coaches, everyone He's just he's just going in right now. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, what a great blurry the, the, photo. Yeah, the Wi-Fi not really. There Ooh, we go. Yeah, that is. He looks intimidating right there. He Joe, looks, okay, he's so a scary man. In NCAA news: Joe Burrow of LSU, the quarterback. We have yeah. Justin Herbert or Tua Tugolivia Tugolivia. You know, uh, yeah, two up, two works. Those are the three quarterbacks: um, Justin Herbert out of Oregon and Tua out of Alabama, who are projected to go number one overall. I think, it, as it relates to all of our NFL takes, if you are a team like the Dolphins or um, Bengals, looking real nice. Bengals, the yeah, they're gunning for something like that. Mm. Bears, I don't know if they're in the Ooh. they're in like a trade well, here, for a quarterback. Here's, here's another oh, thing, sure. but they could draft one out of college. Here's another a lot thing. of good quarterbacks Damn. coming out of NCAA. Do you think? Uh, yeah, Panthers. Panthers. Do you think one of these teams that like like uh, was it last podcast we were talking about the Browns and needing a better coach? Do you think one of these teams goes into the college football and takes one of these top ten teams and like poaches their coach? I mean, Absolutely. it happens a lot with varying levels of success. I feel like it has about the average success rate um, of drafting a quarterback out of the NFL in the first round. Mm, out um, of the NCAA, you mean? Yeah. Drafting yeah. a quarterback out of the NFL. Oh, yeah, this is smart. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, thinking about, like, yeah, yeah. Chip Kelly, like, that didn't really work out all mm. that well. Um, Jim Harbaugh was flashy and then gone. Um, but then you have a number of these guys who just come in and they, they make a real difference. Pete Carroll out of USC. Pete Carroll is a huge, great, great example. Um, you know, I love a lot Pete of these Carroll, guys. by the way. He's just, he's funny. Yeah, I, I don't know, like just his presence. 60 he knows how to run the ball something. at the one yard line. I'll give. Does I'll he? Give, no. um, that that one hurt. That one hurt, Seth. They <laughs> right, all do. Right here, every, buddy. Right every here Super in the Bowl chest. For, people will that. Here's the, the thing. The to Browns? any Seahawks fan, yeah. Any Super Bowl Forty Nine joke still hurts, mm. and I just think we all need to know that. And I want to say that on record, <laughs> they still hurt. It hurts to think about whenever I, we like think about the Patriots or anyone talks about Malcolm Butler. It's like remember when Mal? Yeah, that hurts me still. Okay, Got it. fresh Got wound. It. It's like it's, it's like it's like when the Padres made the World Series in 1998 and had to it, play possibly the best team of all time in the 90, 98 Yankees. It's oh, like yeah. that, except it's for it's not Quinn. Because you worse. weren't at the one yard line, proverbially in baseball. Nah, but they, they got, got wrecked. Yeah, they got. You yeah, were. They got wrecked. <laughs> not thirty six inches away from a Super Bowl championship. And here's the thing, Seth. I know. <laughs> You're telling me like I don't know. I do. <laughs> you know. You know the Browns were in like the same situation about eight times this last 
They were zero for nine. Yeah, in goal to go Yikes. situations. Um, t- t- speaking in touchdowns, and if that okay, and that is the quintessence Quinn? of yeah. Hey, dude, what's up? <laughs> of bad coaching, right? Because at that Ready. point, it's a matter of what play can we draw up? How can we use our weapons well? At that point, it's not you can't have zero for nine and have like bad talent plays, Ooh. Ooh, right? Ooh. At that point, it's like we're going to run up the middle or we're going to throw a dumb fade to the corner or we're just not going to take advantage of... We're going to trust Baker, which is ridiculous. That's never going to work out. Yeah, not Nick freaking Chubb. And here's the thing. If uh, if it is, let's say, Kyle Shanahan yeah. or one of these, like, you know, um, Sean McVay with a healthy Todd Gurley, like, if it is one of these offensive-minded coaches, goal to go, I trust them to be able to uh, get that ball across the line. Facts. And if it, when you see an 0 for 9, it's the perfect example of bad coaching. Yeah, no. Freddie needs to go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Baker is sat. You know, the fact that the Browns won, though, this last week is really interesting to me. We'll get to that. Weird hey, we week started. in the NFL. Uh, Falcons beating the Saints. Uh, weird. Weird week. Chargers hey, losing. Seth, I'm not used to that. How did how'd your fantasy football team do this week? Hey, Quinn, we have more important things to talk about. <laughs> Seth, how'd your, how'd your fantasy football you know, team do this Saquon week? if Saquon or, or Lockett, either one. I have both Saquon Barkley and uh, Tyler Lockett. If either of Who'd them. Who'd you lose to? You, you idiot. <laughs> little Jordan Humphrey. <laughs> You're the little Jordan Humphrey. Yeah, that's yeah, my team name. That's uh, he was like he was like fifth to last on the on the draft list and I saw his name and I was like, that's a great name. His given his God given name is Lil Jordan Humphrey. Lil Jordan <laughs> My picture is just like this really like warped, like awful what aspect does he ratio. Play for? Uh well technically the Saints, but he doesn't like play. Well, yeah, but he's on the yeah. I almost picked him up uh, just as a meme, and then Yo, I was like, well, he I actually, be, he I actually be a need Super Bowl people. champion, little Jordan Humphrey. <laughs> the Saints are in it, baby. You never Saints know. That it. man could have more rings than Lamar what, what by the he, end like, of the listens, season. What if he listens to our podcast? Little Jordan? Yeah. Oh, well, of course he does. Of course. <laughs> I expect nothing less out of little Jordan. Little Jordan. Yeah, we our text. Man. Yeah? yeah. Let's get to age like milk takes. Did you know, important real me. quick, that yeah. Lamar Jackson is on pace to break the record for most fantasy points scored in a season? Really? Yeah. Wow. And Mahomes I, set that record last year and he's going to break it. Well, he's on pace yeah. to break it by five. I think in most leagues, he went in like between the eighth and tenth. I got round. him in like the seventh round, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He, he that was, was not a That top was a pick. steal. Yeah. Like, I. Yeah, that was that was one of those picks that I was like, oh, you know what? I'll chance it. I think he was my QB too. I picked yeah. up Rodgers first. Yeah, and I was like, all right, I'll take Lamar. You know, also. Yeah, and it paid off, what big a, time. Man, what so, a monster. Anyway, age like milk. Uh, let's talk. Let's let's do this. Um, I'll start off because I don't have anything written on here, but there was a take that might be aging like milk. Listen, Quinn. It's it's curdling, my my take yeah, from last week. Oh, your take? Oh, we're not talking about mine. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, which take was that? Uh, Strasburg to the Padres. What, oh, what happened? happened? Uh, there was an article published about two hours ago that said the, 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 ago Padres, the Padres are out on Strasburg if he keeps his current asking price. Ew. He's asking for like three hundred million dollars, six years, something like that. Well, yeah, this yeah, is where a, are the Padres getting all this money from? Uh, Ron Fowler, their their owner. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, I, hey, you know what? I'm not. What that leads me to believe, the Padres have said like 
we're willing to spend this off season and we're willing to spend big like we have the past two off seasons. Mm. But what this says to me is they're not willing to spend it all on one guy. So right. they're going to be making some big moves this off season, which Ooh. I'm excited for personally. Yeah. That's going to be fun. So anyway, that's that's my age like milk. We will see. It's curdling. It's not done yet. Connor, Connor, tell us tell us about your, your little take there, bud. First of all, the Chargers are not out of the AFC picture. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. It's not, we're not dead, uh, but we, it is, we're in the ICU and it's not looking good. You're mm-hmm. saying we, um, like you're a Chargers fan. You said that you would abandon you this Chargers take fan? if they lost to the Raiders. I or said that, Chargers but fan? then ship. the Steelers, okay, the Steelers beat, the Steelers won, which is hard for the Chargers in the realm of that six spot, but the Bills are super soft. So um, I am not, here's the thing, Quinn. I am Don't a Chargers fan. I am a Chargers fan in the realm of they are not unfun to root for. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch them blow games late, Quinn. It's really fun to oh, watch Philip Rivers in the fourth quarter finding new ways to I lose. I will tell you, it is not fun when <laughs> it's like watching the Lions. When you're like when you're a, a middle school kid and the Chargers are in the playoffs and you're watching them in the playoffs and they just choke. Maybe this is why you're so jaded as a person. I just I this I, is why you walk you know, around. When it comes to the Chargers, I am jaded. What? I just what? <laughs> That's Quinn's I do what? Leather jacket. Quinn just walks around smoking a Parks cigar. in the handicap <laughs> spot. No handicap. He doesn't even smoker. have the respect to vape. Not even a cigarette, a cigar. It's just a, a cigar. fat Cuban. It's almost classy, but it's mostly... It's <laughs> it's, it's not at all. The, the smell of tobacco is invading. Slicks his hair back. Slicks his hair back. Wears terrible $10 knockoff Ray-Bans. Yeah, baby. You know why I Has cough so much during this podcast? <laughs> because I just smell the smoke coming, out, coming off a... Of just puffing the yeah. cigar. For those listeners at home, if you were to see our studio, it looks like a 1960s casino. It lo- um, <laughs> looks like a fog machine was just yeah. let off. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a broken fog machine <laughs> in here. So like I said, the Chargers aren't necessarily out of it, Quinn, but it's not looking good. But I think the Bills, what are they, 6-3 and three right now? Or are they, yeah, 6-3. Se- and three. That is a soft six and three, and yes, they have an easy schedule upcoming. But I think the Chargers still have time to make a late run for it. You got the Colts who are messing around there in the AFC for that spot. They the don't have an easy Steelers, schedule, by the way. The the Bills, the Bills. It's kind of fifty. They have easy wins and definite losses. That's all that's left. On I their think schedule. nine and seven can be an NF. I think nine and seven can be an AFC wildcard spot, and I think the Chargers are still capable of doing that but for sure the Raiders are now ahead of the Chargers in the realm of who's taking that six spot I think the Raiders have uh they're five and four right now and they have they've been looking good yeah and I, sure. tr- I agree. Derek Carr has kind of been proving himself as the man there in Oakland yeah in the in the I realm like, of a like franchise Derek quarterback Carr. I just want to say that he's a, he's, a, he's just a cool nice guy swell I man. had a friend he's of not, mine he's not a dislikable Raider. No, not at all. Respectful guy, nice guy, Christian guy. So I had a friend of mine. He knows Derek Carr because he got this weird internship where it's like, okay, he's like the guy that picks up the pads (laughs) for the Raiders and like runs them and then sets them down when they need to go. Um, So just what that was an internship. I would do that. That was an internship where it's like, hey, equipment intern, whatever. Meets I, Derek Carr. Derek Carr, really nice guy. Now they know each other. Now it's like Derek's oh, like, hey, Ethan. Buddies. And Ethan's like, what up, Derek? How are you feeling about the game? <laughs> and Derek's like, I don't know. I miss Antonio Brown, kind of. He, <laughs> he was kind toxic, of, but, but he, he could catch it really well. But so. I, could, I could just, I could, I could preach the spirit of Jesus to him, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> Relax, he could, Quinn. Yeah, come on, Quinn. But also, hey, it's not me. It's Derek Carr, man. But anyway, Connor's yeah. take his trash. That's what we're trying to hey, get at. It's not. I have know, enough bad it's weeks. Not you know what good, I want to talk about real quick? But yes, there's sir, Quinn. Uh, I want to talk about the 49ers, Seth. Eight and one. They're going eight and eight. Not going to make the playoffs. That's <laughs> that's all I got to say. Would that be like the biggest turnaround of all time? Oh, easily. I, no, eight, no team has ever started eight. No. Win straight. Lost. Win eight straight. Lose eight straight. It's gonna happen. Like you have the 49ers are you trash. Have two streaks throughout the season. Yeah. Hear <laughs> hear me when I say Jimmy Garoppolo, terrible. Nick Bosa, just been playing easy teams <laughs> or whatever. Richard Sherman, he's a talker. Uh whoever they're running back. Who's even their running back? You don't even Tevin Coleman and Matt Breda. Yeah, both Breda. of them cheats. I don't dude. know those terrible. Names. Listen, listen, Seth. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You sound like uh-huh. you sound like uh, how um, if I were if I were create if I were an animator for Cartoon Network and I wanted to um, uh, have a satirical take on what I think a talk show host is, especially like a Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> I would have just said exactly what you have said and looked the way that you had looked if I were animating. This it. is the kind of thing you, you hear sound like a cartoon. Like- this, this is the kind of thing you hear on the talk radio in uh, GTA, where it's just like nonstop satire. <laughs> yeah, just, you sound like a GTA off when I'm driving to hidden pedestrians on the side of the road, <laughs> really just channeling my inner just evil. Just playing that talk radio, where it's like, it's like the Niners are terrible. Uh, I know they're eight and seven one, straight losses. Listen, I understand. I know you're joking, and um, I hope you're not. I hope you're serious. Why? Watch. Huh? Watch it happen. I think here's what I think about the 49ers legitimately though. First of all, that game was like really close. They could have they had a, they had a chance to win it late. If they had had their alone, kicker, they would have won it. They would have they would have totally won yeah. it. And um they're obviously this I think the Seahawks played pretty well. I was really happy with Jadavian Clowney being mm-hmm. that impactful, especially because he, he hasn't field been goal at the end. Yeah, and Just you saying, know that was that was big. And our kicker, he's cool. he's the type of kicker who whenever he kicks an extra point, you keep watching because you're like mm-hmm. he's like he's going to miss. <laughs> and I told I was watching the game last night and I was just yelling I was like he's going to miss. He's Jason Myers sucks. 42. That's that's impressive. I'm And it's interesting. Is it just that. me guys? And I know it's not. So please tell me it's not. Kicking is worse. This is the worst kicking I've seen in the NFL since I started it, watching it's a bad football. Yeah, Justin Tucker right. mixed, missed an extra point for the second time in his career. I mean, he's 17 for 17 from I deflated think, footballs. I That's emphasis, what I think this is. I think is. the emphasis on kickers is disappearing, and I think we have old guys like, uh, who's that guy? I, I he's on Vinatieri? The yeah. Yeah. Like, you have guys like that who are just, like, fading out. And, you know, like, that was the age of kickers. Like, you had, mm-hmm. like, about 10, 15 years ago, you had, like, good you thought, kickers. I know, and because 10, 15 like, years you could ago. name a kicker. Yeah, like, okay, let's say this. Right now, I'm who's 21. Who's the top kicker right now in fantasy? Probably Justin Tucker. He's not top in fantasy. Harrison Buckner. But yeah, he's Buckner. He's looked how many good kickers than that terrible game. Huh? How many kickers can you name? I could name a number <laughs> of kickers. Give me a team. I'll tell you if I can name the Chargers. Kicker. Chargers. Oh, geez. Well, they they are. They, let's be honest. They're going through kickers fast. Oh, Quinn. they are. Uh, the Chargers. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. Hmm. Give me a second. Give me a second. Nope, got no, nothing, nothing. Colts. Colts, Vinatieri. Yeah, there you All right, go. give me another right. one. Give me another Dolphins. one. Dolphins. Dolphins. Um, probably some rookie out of uh, <laughs> college who went undrafted who um, had a live video of him making a 60-yard field goal Texans. off of YouTube. Oh, 
Oh, wow. That's Texans. pretty good. <laughs> Texans kicker is um, Fairbird. Yeah. Fairbird. Yeah. There you go. He, he, yeah. Because he, he was good last year. Mm-hmm. Detroit still, is. Detroit. Not, Matt yeah. Prater. There you go. Yeah, so there's yeah. there's still some names Joey out Sly, there. but a lot of the really buff kids. A lot of those names the- also like like Prater and Vinatieri and Tucker. Like they've been in the league for a while. Yeah, but I think know? there's about half of the kickers in the NFL are are when they're kicking a 42 yard field goal. Let's just take the field goal from last night. You're confident. You're more confident they'll make it than they're not. The other half are kicking extra points, and you're more confident they're going to miss it than they're not. And that's how I feel about half the kicking in the NFL I think right now. There's less emphasis on kickers now. I don't know if it's Which like less there emphasis. Be more. And you yeah. gotta think about this. How and this is I'm gonna really show like my lack of understanding. It how hard can it be? You know, and I get it, I've never kicked, but Yeah. How hard can an extra point be? I know. And like I don't I don't like, know, fellas. I, yeah, and you do the see those ki- videos on YouTube of people nailing field goals all the time, you know? It must just be a pressure just situation. Random, the yeah. timing That's what I think it the is. The timing must be off when they're they're missing these kicks. I know it's a timing play. Um Yeah, because you go to if you ever go to an NFL game and you watch the warm ups, like the kickers are out there warming up. Yeah. And they're and hitting both from of them. 60, yeah, they're hitting right? from sixty, sometimes sixty five. Yeah. But that's because there's no, you know, line coming at them. There's no holder. There's none of that. Let's, There's no crowd. Let's, uh, yeah. let's move on because I want to introduce a little structure into this podcast. We've kind of no. just been floating along, which I'm okay with. Like Lazy River Podcast. Lazy baby. River Podcast. I think we, honestly, I think we should do a podcast one time where we just talk about hockey and know absolutely nothing about hockey. That sounds terrible. Wait, sounds, that sounds like homework. It sounds. That sounds like, like you giving me homework. No, to look up a lot about some. No, hockey. it sounds like we're in in the in the booth and we don't know anything about hockey and we're googling it. You think we can fill sixty minutes of that? Absolutely. No, that's so kind of you, Quinn. I feel loved <laughs> when you say that. I feel loved. Oh, good. If you gave me no Google machine at my fingertips, I could talk about <laughs> hockey for a straight yeah. two minutes. I could talk about my experience with field hockey in elementary and middle school. One time, uh, I lost my stick, and some guy chucks it. Some bully man, probably. <laughs> if you're out there, chucks Mr. it. Mr. Yeah, bully. Whatever, jo- Joe Smith. And I go to my PE teacher. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then he's like, you know, it's a rule. And then that's and that's how bullying gets perpetuated in America, is bad is bad <laughs> PE teachers who are like Connor. That's the Man, rule. Man, you ever see a bully? No, that was personal. You, you, ever, you ever see a bully at your school? It's never the one on the football team. It's always the hockey players. Kids, if you're listening to us here, bully hockey players. <laughs> bully the kids back. at home. Kids eat at your, home. Eat your cornflakes and bully hockey players. Let's talk about because you got to bully someone, right? All right, we got some. <laughs> We got some stuff in the NFL <laughs> going on. Uh, let's talk about this. Ready? Yes. Uh, Lamar Jackson. That's two words move. that spike absolute fear into the hearts of the players that <laughs> are playing against package. him. <laughs> Heisman back in. Yeah, baby. RG3, Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson. Went for about 15 yards, right? Yeah, really yeah, nice. Okay, what, really what is uh, <laughs> RG3? Yeah. That was, yeah, that was interesting. I am so happy to have the, him on this team. Yeah. Because he knows he's done. Like, he knows he'll never be a starter in this league again. But he understands the impact that he can have on a kid like Lamar. Lamar um, G3. And I'm a, I'm a fan of that. Emotionally, like, he's, he's the perfect person to be at backup for us. Um, because you, you don't have to change the system. 
Uh, he can still run, obviously not, yeah. not as well. He can still throw, not as well. But he's the guy that you want coming in there to tell Lamar, uh, hey, this is what I did well, this is what worked for me, and this is what didn't. Um, and he's really there for the team. You know, he he loves the Ravens, and I think that's that's just incredible to see what a cohesive team uh, that they have and to see a really content backup quarterback. Yeah, and I think what's really... I think it's a testament to RG3's career that he can actually still be a backup on an NFL team yeah. because he has that leg injury against the Seattle against Seattle in the playoffs. I yeah. think it was in his sophomore season, and he's never the same. No. He's just never the same um, ever again. And um, I think after that, after a running quarterback um, gets an injury like he did, which absolutely limits his mobility. We, yeah, we've talked about this on the podcast before, right? Maybe RG three, uh, running injuries on on quarterbacks. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like a, it, after that, it, that is a that's crippling to his entire play style that yeah. he's had his entire career. So um, I think it's a testament to his ability to still be kind of mobile and still be able to um, hold a backup spot on an NFL team. I love Lamar Jackson, Quinn, and Seth. I he is the number one most exciting player for me to watch in Easily. the NFL. It, um, it is how I felt watching Patrick Mahomes last season with that Chiefs yeah. offense is how I feel watching Lamar. And I think it's because last year you have Lamar Jackson taking over for Joe Flacco in an offense designed for Joe <laughs> Joe Flacco. And now it's a this is also a testament to John Harbaugh um, that you have an, an, an offense designed for a player who... Um, is so electric and then they have they have plays that can really highlight that yeah. um that here's the thing let's not freak out the Bengals are terrible oh the yeah. Bengals are awful awful they're a terrible team but they're one of those teams that you forget exist yeah until until, they until they, you get to see like lamar put up yeah. 42 49, like 49 points. oh yeah the yeah. 49 and three Bengals, quarters. They didn't team. score in the fourth quarter. They put an RG three and nobody scored. So yeah. they scored 49 in three quarters. And so I think what that's what it says about Lamar. Let's not let's not go crazy. I don't think he's putting up 49 every single week, but well. I think he is our the modern generation's Michael Vick. That spin move he put on. That's um, the nastiest thing. I've seen. That's the nastiest thing I've ever seen. He's going to be this good for years to come. It's hard to say for me. Because he is kind, he's just like skinny, you know. And I don't mean to be like. Do you see that man's neck? Uh, do you think? It's, oh, do you think I, it's the durability? I, do you think that's? I, here's, that's his this issue? is what I'm saying. Cam Newton has been a. First of all, Cam Newton's gonna ha, be ha, have a yeah. shortened career because he's a, a running quarterback. He's the example I'm gonna be used right now. He is taller and wider than Lamar Jackson is, and that's not to say that Lamar won't beef up because I think he needs to. All NFL players are need to put on an extra 25, 30 pounds of muscle or fat dis, like despite their body type just to protect their um, tendons and bones from breaking. Uh, you need extra weight on you to be able to withstand mm -hmm. um, such collisions. So I'll say this about Lamar. I think with, with, how, with the direction and evolution of player athletic development and we're seeing this in tom brady's extended career and lebron james's extended success in his career as well we can have lamar last longer than usual the mobile quarterbacks usually however if there's a week he has a he falls awkwardly on his knee i'm not going to be surprised i'm going to be really sad but i'm not going to be surprised so in terms of longevity it's possible because of modern medicine but i think it's kind of unlikely because mobile quarterbacks get injured it's how i feel about russell wilson yeah. Lamar can keep doing this if he wants Stays to. Healthy. 
and if he can stay healthy, but over the next, I'm going to say three or four years, yeah. he can do it. And then anytime after that, he's going to start having to go down a little bit sooner to protect himself. Yeah. And, but this has got to be their time. They've got a tour. This three is a window. window that, that's a great point. Win it. Um, and he's not an MVP. Let's, let's put that to bed. He's not an MVP. He has not passed like an MVP. He's got two perfect passer ratings against two of the worst teams that have existed Albeit in years. Two perfect passer ratings. No, still incredible. And he's he's the first person to do that since Roethlisberger a number of years back. Right. But at the same time, um, the numbers that he is putting up are not MVP numbers compared to Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. I have heard no talk about either of those running backs, and I'm tired of MVP just being a conversation it's a quarterback about quarterbacks. Yeah. I'm tired of it yeah. because Lamar can do two things really well, but there are players who can do one of those things much, much better than he can. <laughs> and like, there's other players, if you take Christian McCaffrey, for example, if you take Christian McCaffrey out of the Panthers' offense, yeah. they lose all of their electricity. And that's true of Lamar Jackson, because, but that is because of the quarterback position, mm-hmm. not yeah. because of the way that he's playing as a quarterback. Correct. Right? And so if you take Christian McCaffrey out, then um, you can still fill that role as the Panthers normally because of the running back position, but not because of the way that running back is playing in that offense. Right. Yeah. I think of of those teams that we talk about, of of the Panthers, the Vikings, uh, the Texans, Seahawks, and Ravens, all who have those MVP candidate players on those teams. Yeah. I think that the Ravens would still have four, maybe even five wins if you put a replacement player in his spot. Um, whereas these other teams, like the Vikings, the offense revolves around if Cook runs well. Yeah. Uh, Panthers absolutely do. Um, and obviously so do, so do the Seahawks and Texans. Um, I want to transition to another topic real quick, um, and this is one that I have actually been wanting to talk about um, for a little bit, but over the last week I feel like it's become a more prominent issue, um, and it does involve the Chargers and their running back situation. Mm. So these last two weeks, Melvin Gordon has performed – like Melvin Gordon yeah. performed last year, yeah. and that's really well. He's had two really good, solid games uh, over the last two weeks, and this poses a problem because Austin Eckler is also a very good running back. So the Chargers now have two running backs that are really good. One of them, and, and I, I will make this case for Melvin Gordon, is good at leading his team to victories. Yeah. Because in the games that Melvin Gordon has performed well, the Chargers have won. Right? Yeah. Austin Eckler performs well, and his team still has lost. Sure. I don't know if there's a correlation there. Um, there may not be, but that that is a point that I want to make. So if you're the Chargers, what do you do? Because trade them for picks, right? Okay, so that that that's that's my solution to it. But I, I f- you don't have to trade them for picks. I feel like you could also but you should because if you're the Chargers, you're this year you're an average team, meaning you're getting an average pick and you're getting one average pick in that first round. As as long as they yeah. haven't traded that away, I don't know exactly what's happened. But let's say you know they end up middle of the pack, they get fifteenth, sixteenth pick. Okay, great. Um, Which one do you trade, though? Oh, of the two running backs? Mm -hmm. Oh, you trade Eckler. Because his value went way up 
but you still have Gordon, who's objectively better. But Eckler's not asking for as much money. He's not right now. He's not right now. That's true. So you trade him away. You're a team who needs a quarterback because yours is dying, but you still need other things to be a team that's going to compete for a Super Bowl. So you go out, and then you have two first-round picks, one you can use on a quarterback and one you can use on some other role player. Probably O-line. Yeah, probably definitely (laughs) O-line. Yeah. Probably, or time to pick up a new quarterback just for, you know, a type of Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes situation. I I really do think that the Chargers, Phillip Rivers Rivers has been great. He has had a career. He hasn't missed a start since 2007, but he's getting there. Get get me Minshew in, uh, in a Chargers jersey. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Hey, I wouldn't Teddy Bridgewater. That. I think that yeah. Teddy Teddy two gloves. Yeah, I think what we have here, Quinn, is it. This has happened before. There's precedent for this, right? Where you have two exceptional running backs in a dual backfield, um, dual threat backfield. This has happened with the Falcons with Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman when Matt Ryan had his MVP season. Mm-hmm. This happened. Um, I'm trying to think of another time. It, it happens like all the time. You where you have a speed back and you have a power back. This happened with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara mm-hmm. um, th- last year with with the Saints' success in their running game. So you it is okay as long as you can pay both, but you yeah. can't. And so m- the problem with the Chargers isn't that they're both good, and it's like who gets the ball. You just split up those carries, and you just have you put them on the field at the same time you put philip rivers in the pistol and you just trick you just send guys in motion and you um you just trick teams because there's a weapon everywhere on the field right correct so it's fine in my in the realm of who gets the ball it's not fine in who wants the ball and who um can get who wants to get paid i say you release the more selfish player the player who wants the ball more or the player who wants more money um, because they're both so equal, they're so equal on, on their. Um, I want to say talent. It's true that Melvin Ingram has been accounted for more yards within those wins, but I don't think. Melvin Ec- Gordon. What did I say? Yeah, Ingram. Oops, my bad. Yeah, um, <laughs> Gordon. Um, Just check. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I was like, <laughs> has he? <laughs> you're like, oh my god, is he a Charger? <laughs> what about what about now? Three, three of them. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, I don't think Eckler is that big of a drop off if Melvin Gordon no. is asking for the type of money he is, yeah. and if um, if you don't have to pay Eckler, then you get rid of Gordon because then you can have that free up freed up cap space. Well, here's another question: Is Eckler more of a one and done running back than Melvin Gordon would be? Because Melvin Gordon has two years, two three years now, right? Yeah, under his belt, yes. where he's shown. Hey, this is a consistently above average running back. Yeah, like he might be elite if he can stay healthy. Austin Eckler, this is his only year. So well, last year he wasn't bad. The last year was his rookie year or no, his sophomore year. He wasn't bad, but also he wasn't consistently well above average. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I just I feel like Gordon is more proven, and if I'm the Chargers, I would stick with that because they know for a fact. He's going to be a reliable guy in their future. Mm-hmm. And if they're willing to make a playoff push in these next few years, they're going to need that guy to be a cornerstone in their offense. Yeah, for, for the Chargers, it's a weird, weird situation because you have to be playing for one or two years out, but you're not rebuilding fully at the same time. And it's very easy to get stuck in this level of mediocrity uh, like the Bills have, for example, for so many years. They've been 
a six, seven, eight, nine win team, never more, never less. Um, and so you never get a great draft pick. Um, you're not a big enough market of a team and people don't care about you enough to, to get those kind of trades and free agent pickups that you want. Um, because obviously chargers are playing big second fiddle to the Rams here. Uh, and so, so big London was able to be, gosh, rumored. That was so funny. That That's was so that was sad. Funny. I mean, they're going to get to that stadium and we'll see if things change, but my guess is just that's more room for Gosh, road fans. Honest, don't even get me started on this. I'm just, they should be in San Diego. They never should have left San Diego in the first place. They now have no fan base and they deserve it. Yeah. Yep. And, and here, sorry, and the, they're just, the move to LA was just for money. And I don't exactly know how much money they are making, but in the realm of the brand of the Chargers, the brand as it relates to your fan base and as it relates to the legacy of your team. Yeah, I think LA is not the home for the Chargers, at least right now. They're building a full stadium for the Chargers. And every time the Chargers play the Steelers, it is going to be black and yellow. Every time the Chargers play the Packers, it is going to be green and yellow. Mm. There is going to be no blue in that stadium ever. Unless, unless they're not even going to be able to fill start, up the top. They're going to have to start winning, and that's really tough to but, but say. Even when they do win, like, yeah. Last year they did. They, they made they a playoff a, run, am I right? They, yeah, they I'm had extremely a curious season. if they can fill that stadium because they can barely fill StubHub. They're and, not going to. I mean, it's it's fair to say that like the tickets are really expensive. Like the cheap, the cheap this seats are like. Stadium 100. is going to go down in history as one of the biggest wastes of money ever. I, I don't know about because you still have the Rams there. The Rams are gonna get fans. The Rams because like, they've that's had a, that's a shared stadium. The Coliseum. Oh, is, you're right. Yeah, is yeah. packed out. It is a shared stadium. Yeah. So like, I mean, I just, I, I just, I, it just on the weeks me, that the Rams are there because I remember twenty uh, was it seventeen, like January twenty seventeen. I remember like the speculations were there. The Chargers were gonna move. We all knew it was gonna happen, but then the day came that it happened, and just like. Even though we all saw it coming, it just like hit, and we were just like, "Man, that's the team that I grew up watching, and it's going to a place that doesn't even want it." Yeah, you know, nobody in LA watches the Chargers. No, they don't care. I'll say this about LA: they are a basketball city for, first and foremost. The, the, I think the Lakers have, be, like, just because historically um, they have owned LA. And that's happening again with LeBron and Anthony Davis. The Clippers are also making a run for that. The Rams in the in the realm of football, their Super Bowl um, loss last year, their Super Bowl run, I should say, um, garnered a lot of attention. I think that if the Chargers start winning, then generationally they can start picking up a fan base. But to me, it feels like an expansion team that entered LA and not the team from San Diego because there are, everyone, there's no fans right now. Everyone in LA is already a fan of a different team, and that's either the Rams or the Raiders, right? Yeah, yeah the Raiders, though, look, they're picking or, up and going to Vegas. Or they did what I did, which is go out because we didn't have any teams and you pick one. I think, yeah. I think you the have Chargers, family connections somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be more That's happy with mug. the Chargers going to Las Vegas and the and the Raiders coming to L.A. Because I think the Chargers would have actually found a fan base in Las Vegas where people don't already have a football team that they're rooting for. 
I don't know. It just it, Raiders should have stayed, man. Oakland is nice. Oakland lost. Oakland fans. The Raiders nice. and the Warriors within a couple of years I'm of each other. Mad, That's rough. I, I, and, I that, will... and the athletics. Like I'm not saying that they're leaving, but the athletic their um, facilities are terrible. They're awful. Like historically yeah. grungy yeah. and terrible. And the A's are a good team. The A's are a good team. The Warriors, I mean, I'm sorry, that's probably one of the best well, their, franchises their in NBA history. Wasn't terrible. No, it wasn't terrible, but it was small, and that was their yeah. thing. Is that it was just too small for what they wanted. They just wanted to upscale Oracle, it in San Francisco. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Oracle, yeah, yeah, other Chase. But um, yeah, I, I think Oakland has an issue with with their with their uh, sports teams. It was Marshawn Lynch. Well, Marshawn Lynch went into Mar- <laughs> a city council meeting of Oakland, and he said. Y'all lost the Warriors. Y'all losing the Raiders. I think, Best not lose the A's. <laughs> Have a good day. And okay. then he left. I think the A's, I think if the A's, now now that the Raiders are moving, they no longer have to share the, the county coliseum with the Raiders. Doesn't make them better. No, no, but, but, but what if they, like, made a new stadium now? You know? Oakland just doesn't seem to care about I don't about know sports. if Oakland has the infrastructure as, like, a yeah, city to a be able point. to handle that. And that's why teams are moving out. Right, I think that is a big thing that happened in Seattle with the Sonics. Is there was all this controversy? This is while the Sonics were trying, or rather, Seattle was trying to get an NBA team to go to Seattle. This is a couple years ago when they're trying to get the Kings, Sacramento Kings, to move up. The city needed to have a better infrastructure and had to have a stadium ready for the team to play in that was big enough to be able to handle this sort of new age type of sports experience, which is. Is um, I don't know, just bigger and more, and just that, just like more ev- things. E- yeah. The evolution of technology, it wasn't able to catch up with the evolution of technology. So anyway, I think Oakland. The problem with them is that as a city, they don't have the infrastructure to be able to handle such a large project because these new stadiums are billions of dollars. Like this one that's going up, is it in Culver City um, for the the. Uh, Rams, I think it's in Culver City. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the Chargers. That's like a couple billion dollars. But LA can afford that. LA can afford it. I don't know if Oakland can afford it. it. And like, let's be honest. If you're Oakland, like they could use that money somewhere else. That would be really helpful to that community. And so I don't know. I think it's a shame. I would have loved to see um, the teams that I grew up with stay where they are. But that's just not the nature of sports, especially. The A's are my favorite small market team. I think. Yeah. So. I agree. And, and here's one more point I want to say. A's, Utah Jazz, and Baltimore Ravens. Small mm. market studs. Small market studs. Um, and Oklahoma City Thunder for a little bit there. That yeah, was the first. That was one of the yeah. first small market huge successes in the NBA when um, Durant, Westbrook, and Harden were all playing with Serge Ibaka. So, anywho, this stadium is um, this stadium thing, and like the city's able to handle them. The whole point we've been making is the quintessence of what's going on in sports today, and that is teams are going to be moving. You can see this in the NBA with player movement. The more power players have, the smaller contracts they're getting for more money, smaller yeared contracts, because NBA players want to move. They want something new. There is no longer this type of legacy rhetoric. There is legacy rhetoric with um, certain teams, but Westbrook leaves the Thunder, and like KD leaves the Thunder. It's a great example of there's like 
no more legacy in sports anymore because as like a culture, and I'm going to go really big scope right now, as a culture, people are losing this multi-generational legacy feel like, oh, Bill yeah. Russell plays, you know, X, I don't know, 20 whatever years for the Celtics. Kobe was probably like one of the last players who's going to be playing for his team for over 20 years. Yeah. Steph might because of his longevity as a shooter. He could shoot in the corner for <laughs> until he's 55. Probably. But more often than not, what we're seeing with these stadiums and what we're seeing with these players is everyone is moving and they're grooving and they're trying new stuff and no one is going to stay in the same place and sort of grit it out because we are in an immediate gratification culture and that has seeped its way into sports and I'm not upset about it. I'm just saying it's there. How many times can Connor say quintessence in a single podcast? I think it's my favorite word. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just I, I started out that as a rant on the Chargers. And I'm glad I, that you you cut me off and started ranting about something else before culture. I could get into a whole freaking culture. Dean Spanos freaking is a culture. scumbag and yeah. scumbag. I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. So thanks for saving me from that and our listeners. Let's talk about basketball, or let's have you guys talk about basketball. Ew. Let's tell Quinn about basketball. We should just have like a segment where you guys teach me about what's going on in basketball. Well, that's what this is. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, what's going on? Update me. <laughs> Help. Well, you know, there's a lot of things going on there, yeah. Quinny. Like what? Um, Help. You know, some of the fun things. Celtics are 8-1. and one. Oh. Celtics 8-1. and one. Um, So that makes that's, them that's the a good record. undisputed best team. That's the same the record as the 49ers. I think, Ooh. <laughs> I think the Celtics being 8-1 and one is an example of Kemba Walker being a better fit for Brad Stevens than um, Kyrie and that team being a better fit for what Brad Stevens wanted with that team. They are a team that can handle superstar talent, but it needs to fit within the system and not be oriented around a player. And I think that's actually really good for the franchise is system over player. And if you look at who they've beat, you know, it's it's some good teams. Um, 70 or 76ers beat them. Uh, but then they go out, they beat the Raptors, they've beat the Bucks, um, they've beat the Spurs and the Mavs. Everyone else is kind of kind of trash garbage. Yeah, and, and it's an 82-game season, so like we don't need to freak out about Ooh, a no, good nine yeah. games. However, um, in the realm of the conversation of who has a great a great hot start, um, I'm happy to see it's the Celtics, and I'm, I'm delightfully surprised. Yeah. Um, it's not that I thought they'd lose a lot of games. I thought that they would just need to have more time to develop a chemistry between Kemba and yeah. um, those slashing wings. But in other Celtics news... Gordon Hayward fractured his hand. He did. Um, so that's he, not fun. Yeah, he's out. He's gonna be out that's for six bad. weeks, which is not like it's not backbreaking, especially this early in the season. But it is worth noting that Gordon Hayward was like air quotes back. He was um, putting up more points, and um, he was looking the most athletic on the floor he had been with that leg injury he sustained a couple of years ago. Yep. But uh, this hand injury is going to be a bit of a, a more delay to poor Gordon Hayward. I feel for him. Um, it's not the worst thing in the world. Six weeks is not going to be backbreaking. Be right, it's just a bummer. Here's one thing I do know about basketball. Uh, Damian Lillard and D'Angelo uh, Russell. Sure, for the sure, Warriors. Yeah. Is that uh, Who's the one that dropped 50? D'Angelo uh, Russell. Yeah, yeah, okay, just making sure I had the right one. Um, dropped a lot of points. Lillard 60 and D'Angelo 50. And yeah, that's a lot. And that's two people in one night. And I think that's the first time that's happened in like 10 years or something like that. Um, Did it happen the same night? Yeah. Oh, cool. They both. Anyway, that was big. Yeah, no, that's big. What and is I that? Th- what does that? What's that mean? mean? 
help. It means that um, very little, honestly. It means pretty little. I think it's for the individual careers of Damian Lillard. Like first and foremost, Damian Lillard will be one of the most underrated superstars in basketball. He still is because he's playing for small market Portland, and because um, he is not exactly. He's not. He's not shooting threes as polarizing as Steph, and he's not being as um, athletically insane as Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. He's like somewhere in the middle where he's like almost he's like just he can he can shoot like Steph and he can drive like Russell and dunk like Russell, but he just doesn't have that type of um, he's not the most athletic or the best shooter. He's just right. like he's not a plus plus plus. He's like a plus plus. Yeah. And that and that's why he's in. He's playing in a small market. If you put Dame Lillard in on like the Knicks and he drops sixty, like New York is like basketball has re-entered New York. We're yeah. back, baby. Um, but he's playing for Portland, so I think for Dame, he's still going to be underrated. It's not fair. Sixty points is awesome for him. I hope he keeps on um, defying all of those expectations of him not being a great player he is a great player and speaking of players who aren't moving to teams dame lillard has every reason to leave portland and he's not and that i think that's cool and that makes him rare i respect him a lot for that like obviously i i really wanted him as a lakers fan uh but i think he's so good for the sport in the fact that he's staying because i want to see more of that we're just moving away from it so much where it's a little uncomfortable and a little saddening, and you feel like everyone's kind of out. Each team's like a rental team. It's yeah. done. It's not like an ownership, which you find in football, which is kind of cool. Like for me, I am a Seahawks fan. I ha- I feel a certain ownership for Russell Wilson. I'm like, that's my quarterback. Russell Wilson could be in the news and be like the dorkiest man. Sometimes Russell Wilson will like post stuff on Instagram. I'm like, oh, that's kind of dorky of him to say, you know? Um, and he'll be like, hey, baby, hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. And it's like, Russell Wilson. <laughs> no, like, okay, Russell Wilson in his Instagram, this is what I mean to say, sometimes looks kind of dorky. Where he's and, like, hey, baby, hey, yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I know. Like that. yeah sure. It kind of sounds like that. And I think like, that's my quarterback. He could, yeah. outside of the realm of anything like that's like immoral, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That is going to be my quarterback because I I, I trust that he's going to be he's going to be on my team sure, right yeah. that's like he feels like a like an extended cousin it's like he's a family member of I mine like that. and that is not true you can't feel that way if you're a Laker fan about Anthony Davis Ooh. you can't feel that way as a Clipper fan about Paul George uh-uh. because these are to the type of guys who could leave you yep. if they see a better suitor yep. which is just painful that does hurt um, some other fun things in the NBA I think the game that I really want to watch tonight. Uh, is Lakers and Suns because Lakers nice nice seven and two start they lost to the Raptors this last week. Yeah, uh, Pascal who's, Siakam, who's on, the, who's on the Suns? Help me out. Just Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Just um, Devin Kelly Oubre. How good is he? Ricky Rubio. How good is is Booker? Yeah, Booker's good. He's a re- he's a great example of a modern a, a, a modern scorer where he's shooting from the logo Got type it. three point shooter and he's also driving pretty athletically. That's so good. that's a good he's, guy. Yeah, he is a great example of the evolution the evolution of the new shooting guard um of like the big powerful shooting guard. He'll play the one a little bit, but like I think Rubio's taking that upon himself. Devin Booker first and foremost. He's like, do you know Jalen Brown? Mm-hmm. No, kind of for the Celtics. Yeah, it, wait, yes. Yeah, he's kind of like he, he's like he's a lot like that except better. Okay. In, in my personal opinion. Yeah, cuz I, I watched Jason I watched Tatum. the playoffs. That's what I watched. Yeah, yeah, it's like watching so a Jason I know, Tatum. I know the guys that make the playoffs. Yeah, okay, that's good for me to know. That's good for me so, to know. So, mm-hmm. He's like Kobe but worse. 
<laughs> They've just been a <laughs> much more even team than you'd ever expect them to be. Uh, because you have Baines, Ubre, uh, Saric, um, Rubio, uh, Tyler Johnson that are all like really contributing. Yeah. Uh, and they're helping Booker out. And Booker has never gotten help in his young career. No, he's never gotten help. And he hasn't left the Suns either. He mostly. Um, he likes the big contracts that Phoenix will give him because Phoenix knows that he's going to be their best player they're going to have until Ever. they bought him out again. <laughs> yeah. um, so they've had since, well, I mean, they had Steve Nash um, during his like back-to-back MVPs. But I, I'll say, uh, and that's like in the early 2000s. But regardless, uh, the Suns, I think, are a sneaky bad team. Yeah. And so be careful with that it's at 6-3. and three. Um and we'll see how they play against the Lakers. I they were, they love were the Lakers, pick. baby, huh? The, the the Suns were my 15 pick to be the last seed in the West. Someone has to be last in the West. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see that as the season develops. Again, basketball is much longer than people think. Sure. We're gonna, we could talk about basketball until the wheels fall off of our basketball car. I hope to. But yeah, I hope basketball, basketball, I think, is one of those sports that it's hard to talk about for an extended period of time because... It's like it's just so many games. It's like baseball. It's a lot like yeah, yeah. yeah. You, 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 you're looking for the bell curve. The you're looking for the bell curve. Right. Yeah. You right. can talk Law about it in the postseason, but it's so much of a big picture thing. The that- postseason is a season, like right. of its own, yeah. and which is true about baseball too, where it's like, right. all right, that was a regular season. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Postseason is where it really begins. And mm-hmm. um speaking of the postseason, I, I do we're we're gonna wrap the podcast up, but we have a developing story that's going on, has been going on and developing as we've been doing this podcast. And I mentioned it a little bit at the beginning, but there's more details that are coming out now. Um and this is kind of a big deal. Uh it's it's really like trending on um on Reddit. On the right Twitter. Now. It's um on Reddit. The Astros in twenty seventeen. I knew it was gonna be yeah. baseball news. All well, right. it, it's 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 big right now. There's what happened. Uh, they stole signs in twenty seventeen. Um, oh wow! Former pitcher Mike Fears uh, says that they had a camera in center field uh, where they would watch footage from pitchers. They would watch um, coaches and stuff in the dugouts, read their lips, whatever, and they'd have people in the clubhouse. Wow who were, this is all allegations, by the way, so I'm not saying any of this is fact. Um, They would have people in the clubhouse watching that footage live, relaying it to the coaching staff and helping the team out. In the in the World Series, Kershaw had, at home, 11 innings pitched and one earned run. At Minute Maid Park, in Game 5, he had 4.2 innings pitched with six earned runs. But that, I here's, mean, like, well, if they were stealing their, signs, then. Here's their record home and away in the 2017 playoffs. Ready? Yeah. Eight and one at home in 2017, three and six on the road. Jeez. That's a big difference. Wow. If that's, if, if all of this comes out and is true, this is a huge deal. What what's gonna happen? Like, well, you what can't can take the pennant away. You can't. No, they, but they won it. They were a can, good team back there. This is this is kind of a deflate gate situation. Yeah. yeah, where you can't take away the victory, but what you can do is um, suspend players um, indefinitely. Not indefinitely. Like you could suspend players for X amount of games and coaches for X amount of games, um, depending on how bad it is. You could. Um, 
make it an indefinite in suspension, and you can take away draft picks. So it's like you can hurt the franchise in the future, but the, the bottom line is this, a pennant's a pennant, and they won. So, so they would have the camera pointed. I just read this. They would yeah. have the camera pointed at the catcher, and you know how the catcher gives the pitcher signs yeah. you know, with the fingers and stuff? Yep, yep. Uh, they would have people watching the catcher, seeing what the pitch was, and they'd bang on a trash can once if it was a fastball or like twice if it was a off-speed pitch, which is huge. If you know if there's a pitch coming, if it's a fastball, you know to swing away, right? Wow. And if you know that there's an off-speed pitch, you're more likely to take that pitch and get a, you know garner a walk. This is big. This would be this would be a really big problem yeah. if if that. We'll have to follow this up in yeah, coming weeks. as it moves forward, what we're gonna do about it. That's interesting. This is, this is like a deflate gate level championship. Yeah. High stakes, high stakes controversy. So I'm I'm kind of interested to see where this one goes, but I just wanted to bring that up because that's that's been a story that I mentioned it at the beginning. Yeah. I was talking to you guys. I was like, oh, looks like the Astros. And and since then it's it's like on Reddit, it's gained like it's now at the top page, skyrocketed to the top of oh, the yeah. baseball. Yeah. And it's it's making its way to the front page of Reddit. Wow. Twitter, um, Twitter, it's also trending. Um, yeah, this is this wow. is a big deal. It's thirteenth on trending, so not that trending. It, well, trending. it just broke two hours ago. So oh wow. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog is number two on trending. So. <laughs> oh, I'm glad they redesigned him. They did. It he looks good. He doesn't look as no, he, terrifying looks, he, he was really <laughs> scary looking, dude. His eyes were like, all spread apart. I was like, oh, I'm ready for a Sonic movie. I wasn't expecting a horror film. Honestly, pretty good. Yeah, Let's they don't have the that. teeth in there anymore. Yeah, if Oh, wow, wow. He has teeth. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Everybody at home right now, if you made it this far on the podcast, look up Sonic the Hedgehog's redesign uh, for the movie because... <laughs> it's so much better. It's so much better. Um, yeah, oh but, gosh. but that, <laughs> that Astro... Let me see what else, if there's anything else before I... Yeah, the pitcher, like their pitcher, like ratted them out. Who? Mike Fears. Wow, that's crazy. That's bad. Um, yeah, an Astros player once complained that the system wasn't working on a particular day. Uh, players said that they were looking forward to getting back home so the system could be used. Uh, during a game, the Astros became concerned that they'd be caught, so the screen was hidden. Oh my god. In the clubhouse. And apparently they believe that they uh they're justified because other teams were probably doing stuff too. Oh, oh. yeah. That's the classic <laughs> that's the classic Oh, um, we're not the only ones. Lance like, Armstrong. Lance Armstrong's like, Yeah, I doped, but so did everyone else. So This is kind of interesting too, because I don't know if you guys knew about this, but they were stealing signs during uh the playoffs this year. Like were they caught? Uh, they they well, one of the guys was tipping pitches, and they were just like, if he had the glove up high, he was going to throw a fastball, and if he had it low, he was going to throw an off speed, and they figured that out. Ah, but I don't know. They have a good analysis team, and this might be why. Gosh, that's Every, stupid. Ev- well, that's I crazy. mean, everything I is crazy. poker, right? If you have a tell, you have a tell. So I am, you, I'm okay with yeah, this, this year. Everything is this, poker. If you cheat, you cheat. If you this cheat, isn't a no, tell. but that's this not a them. tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cheat. other one was. Yeah, yeah. all right, but anyway. Um, That'll that'll be it for today. Um, we're just gonna wrap it up 
two minutes early. Russell Wilson's going to be MVP, and that's all you need to know, listeners. I feel like that's you make all that you take every time. Every time. Quinn, okay, well, let me tell you. Um, eight and two. I'm talking 2,700 yards. I'm I, talking yeah, I more Ravens are going to have 20-something 16 Pro Bowlers. I'll, I'll, hey, I want him to win. That could be true. I'll just <laughs> <laughs> Heisman package. Heisman um, package. RG3 makes a Pro Bowl. That's my tinfoil hat take. God. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, that'll be it for today. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next week on GPS Sports, where we'll hopefully update you on that Astros story. Um, see where that develops. See you guys in Russell's 9-2. and two. Yeah. Unless it's a bye week. I didn't uh, check. We'll see you guys next week. Hit that track. Uh, once again, thanks for joining us. And Watch that Lamar spin move if you haven't. Goodbye. Goodbye.